Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Jesso Girls. And Erin, what are we what are we talking about today? Burnout and how burnout is real. It sure is. It is. It's extremely real and also extremely normal. Yeah, it's uh, all part of the process, all part of the game, everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a part of the game in pretty much every profession. I just think as artists, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I'm not in every profession, but I feel like as artists, we um, there's a little bit of extra, like, shame around burning out. Um, especially because it's yeah. art, I think a lot of us are like, oh, this is my life's passion or something I, you know, love to do, so how could I possibly be burnt out? And we feel we feel really bad about it. Yeah, I think also a lot of people assume that we're painting rainbows and butterflies all day and mm-hmm. it's super uplifting and da 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 that it doesn't get we don't reckon we don't give the attention to artists and creatives that burnout is real and you gotta take control of it over it and find ways to handle it and cope with it and yeah you know, live with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just funny because I think there's maybe not as much, um, as many resources out there for artists or people talking about burnout mm-hmm. as an artist because, um, for example, just in normal culture, like, so my mom, like, there's been times I've come to her and be like, mom, I'm just so burnt down from painting today. She's like, well, why don't you just paint something different? Just keep painting. I'm like, yeah, you don't get it. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, just, they, yeah. just, they That's don't like tell you to run different numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it's like, I'm so tired. And it's like, oh, just go for a run now. It's like, no, that, that probably won't make me less tired. Um, and I think that's something like listening to that, everyone handles burnout differently. Yeah. So as we talk about this, know that just because we suggest it doesn't mean that it's, it's for you. Or is you? Uh, Julia and I both handle our burnout in different ways. We do. Um, we're different yes. people. And I think that's why we're talking about this today and sharing our conversation is that it's normal, it's real. Uh, there's different ways of going about handling it and outlets and what works for you may not work for us, but it also might. <laughs> exactly. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about this kind of in broad strokes to begin with. And then we'll also maybe dive into a little bit of our personal experiences with burnout too. So we can be, we can be relatable. Um, but be a really good podcast, not to interrupt. Broad strokes. Broad strokes. <laughs> oh man. We missed out on that. <laughs> too mature, though. Yeah, Anyways. it's okay. So, we've, I like Jesso Girls. It's, you know, I do too. lighthearted. But that'll be, that could be another, we could have another variation of the Jesso Girls called Broad, Broad Strokes. Stroke. Um, yeah, so I think another, the first thing with burnout is A, identifying it. I think a lot of people, you know, like any problem they say, it's like the first step is identifying it and just being, yeah. and owning it and, and knowing, like we have said, already multiple times already in this episode it's okay um and once you own it recognize too like we said before burnout's natural and it's not something that we're trying to eliminate necessarily we're just trying to learn how to manage it and prevent it so it's not a bad thing yeah and with burnout you know we all experience it in different ways as we mature and get older thinking from high school to college to a profession uh so maybe you're in college right now you might be uh experience a different kind of burnout than someone that's in a career um just because of what the world's daily demands are for you and something that i know a lot of people sometimes struggle with is even knowing when they are on edge of being burnt out a lot of people don't recognize it until it's too late and they're like wow i just you know, worked myself down to nothing. Yeah, yeah, bringing the candle at both ends. And I think the thing with this too is there's kind of this toxic hustle culture we all kind of participate Mm -hmm. in, especially, you know, we we live in America and there's this like, you know... 
We run on Dunkin'. No. We run on Dunkin'. Yeah, sponsored by Dunkin'. Um, and Espresso. Espresso. That's why you hear all the creatives. Everyone's like, or at least in the graphic design industry, everyone's like, I mean, I think I have like this on coffee my and portfolio. cigarettes, basically. Yeah. Art school. It's like, well, I'd, I'd be like one, uh, one part, two parts creative, one part espresso, another part yogi like yeah it's kind of it's just, like a joking manner but it's kind of when you like hear it you're like true though it is true <laughs> but it's like kind of like when you hear that you're like that doesn't sound normal or balanced no, like, i worked with a developer who phenomenal awesome guy he i think said he drank like eight to ten cups of coffee yep in a morning <laughs> my uncle's that way granted my uncle also is somebody who he has i mean this is a weird tangent but he's somebody who has like a sleep <laughs> issue he cannot sleep more than like five four hours a night so like i guess espresso is necessary for his survival <laughs> but i still think it's not healthy <laughs> like i do not we need that rest also i will you know put a big circle around this and say mm-hmm. the amount of time you are working also does not um make your burnout more or less valid so like for right. example maybe you aren't working insane amounts of hours at painting yeah. maybe you are you're just at a spot now where like it's more of the tediousness it's more of the mm-hmm. like repetitive nature of something um less so than it is the amount of time that you are um we're not trying to promote hustle culture here and say like mm-hmm. the only way for you to be burnt out is if you're working an excessive amount of hours because i know there are times for me where burnout hits me like at a time where i'm like why am i burnt out like i feel well rested yeah and i feel like i'm not working an excessive amount but then it's kind of like you have to look at deeper issues going on um that are not just associated with the amount of time um or possibly with your creativity if you are painting and pursuing your creative um career outside of your nine to five, maybe your nine to five is actually where the burnout is and it's affecting your creativity. That could also be it as well. That was a hundred percent where I was at. Actually, you just nailed it. Cause I think for (laughs) me, it was, I was so, I was so checked out with my, my day job that, um, it was so hard to then switch into a creative, upbeat, happy, like yep. space and it like as humans were it's hard for us to just like take like a hard left and like be in a whole totally different mindset it's just it's something that obviously you know we can work to get better at but it's like if there's one huge part of your life that's just off kilter it's like mm-hmm. of course it's gonna affect other parts Domino of your effect. life yeah. yeah and that's kind of where it leads us perfectly into changing it up um is changing things up good for you or not good for you? So yeah. maybe, I mean, people say like, do the opposite of what you're doing to help the burnout. That mm-hmm. may not work for you. Um, yeah. Maybe, but however, maybe you are staring at one painting all day and switching it up and doing another painting or having four paintings at once is good for you. Maybe that helps you with your burnout or going for a walk we all handle and I feel like I'm gonna sound like a broken record but we all handle burnout differently and a few ways are maybe instead of painting one canvas from start to finish set up four okay maybe four is a little aggressive set up three (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and then see how that works and if you feel like it's more overwhelming or adding any stress and that's where I really believe a lot of the burnout is associated it's your mental health it's your anxiety and stress levels so really pay attention to your body and how you're responding when you're working do you feel anxious at the end of your day like maybe that's when you realize oh something's off what am I doing that's causing so much stress in my day and it could be simple as you know 
I ran out of paint, you know? I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but that can cause a frustration or stress. And I think that just adds to the fire of the burnout. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. the burnout is because you, um, it's not that you suddenly hate, paint, it's but... not that you suddenly hate <laughs> yeah. painting too. Like, let's be so clear. It's not that like burnout means that you, that your relationship with painting or art or what, you know, whatever medium you are creating with is suddenly now tarnished and uh, you're not able to come back from it. You can hundred percent come back from this. Yeah. Um, it's all about reframing. And another thing too, within all of this, as Aaron was just saying, so changing it up is really important. Um, but I also think creating boundaries within your yes. art practice um, to kind of like contain all all of it is what's so crucial. Mm-hmm. So scheduling rest is such an, like a novel thing for, I think, a lot of our culture um, mm-hmm. because we don't prioritize it at all. And so um, I was just saying to Aaron prior to us hopping on here how um, sometimes I think my boyfriend means the best by this, but on a Saturday, he'd be like, oh, are you going to paint today? And I'm like, no, I'm not working today. Are you? <laughs> you know, like, because it's like, it's work and identifying that what we do while it does bring us joy is also work. And that if mm-hmm. we are expecting ourselves to work every day of the week, like that's not sustainable. Um, so if maybe, you know, weekends isn't the time that you want to take off painting because you have a full-time job um, and painting on the weekends is all that you can do make it so that two days of the week like schedule kind of a weekend for painting Mm -hmm. where it's like you know on Mondays and Tuesday Tuesdays there's zero pressure for you to paint or create anything um because that is going to prevent you from the big burnout where it's like now you have to take like months off because you're just exhausted so having these little breaks within and as Erin was saying too like so now there's like those scheduled breaks within the week but then within your actual practice during the day, like maybe you are focusing on one painting for a while, it's going well, but then you're like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little tired of this. And then you switch over to the next painting. So you have like a fresh start and it's yeah. like keeping you energized. Um, yeah. And I think um, within having those, that routine routine in the breaks, if you have that flexibility of picking those days, oh my gosh, use it, utilize it. And if you have to, you know, try it out, see what days work best for you. Maybe you try out giving yourself a break on Mondays or, you know, it doesn't have to always be Mondays. If you're feeling, yeah. don't put so much pressure on yourself. I mean, obviously you want to don't make, don't make the boundary like stressful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, another thing is if you don't really have the flexibility to create, um, pick your own day and whatnot, and you know, it's, you are in more um, standard nine to five with creative or whatnot. Um, I'm so guilty of this and I'm sure you all are too, but utilize your watches, all this technology we have to set an alarm that every, and I can tell you, I am so bad about this because I hit snooze more on my break alarm than my morning alarm. Um, I've always tried to set like a timer or some sort of like block out my calendar. It's like 15 minutes to get up out of my computer because I am guilty of sitting at my desk for 10 straight hours a day without a break. Um, I usually would have my lunch right by my side and people were like, why didn't you put it in the fridge? Well, because I didn't have time. Yeah. No, I definitely probably could have had time. Um, I just needed to set boundaries for myself and I didn't. And I needed to start from the very beginning with setting breaks up for myself. Yeah, within your actual work day. Yeah. Like no one's going for an hour walk and eliminating my your billable hour. No, but you know, step outside for ten minutes. Like walk down the stairs. I had a production um artist that I worked with who every day at 
I think every two hours she would walk the stairs. We were mm-hmm. in a, you know, a traditional high rise corporate building. And I think we were on the 10th floor and she would walk down to the bottom and then walk back up. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, it just, and she was in production. So it's very tedious. And, and I'm sure it actually it helped reset her. I'm sure also it probably incurred, it made her more productive. Like I think there's oh, this illusion 100%. that like, taking a break will cut on productivity. Um, and I have to say, I, I've worked in an office where breaks mm-hmm. were very strongly discouraged. discouraged yes. And I honestly yeah. felt like um, it was honestly very counterproductive to my ability yes. to stay concentrated and get more work done. On days where I would defy the norm and go for like a walk around the block, I felt I would come back and I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. I had mm-hmm. a, clear, a clean head. There's, It's no different than in your creative practice. And if you... Also, if you're not setting boundaries, as Erin was saying, like, it may be in your work life, how are you expected to create, suddenly create these boundaries in your, your art life? Or if you do have those kind of separated, um, you kind of have to do it in all areas of your life. So that, because this is also going to prevent, like, a big overall burnout where, you know, as we've said, it's going to flow into your creative burnout. Yeah, we, and we, that's what we're trying to help you avoid. Yeah. Um. Or at least push back further. No. Yeah, exactly. To when you have and someone I saw actually posted this the other day. PTO, use it. Yeah. If you are an artist full time, create, create PTO. a PTO schedule. I love that. I mean, I have obviously not it's done different, that. but I think you need to figure out like, okay, I'm allotted. Think about it as the use it or lose it. Yeah. Studies show that if you have the use it or lose it PTO method in your office. People are more prone to use all their PTO, whereas those companies nowadays that do unlimited PTO, people don't actually use that much PTO. It's kind of funny. It's like, I think companies have done this, um, like, it's like a, it's a, uh, oh my gosh, reverse psychology thing. 100%. And I think the idea. You feel guilty. (laughs) Because then you feel guilty because you're like, am I doing too much? Is this not enough? Like, they haven't, they haven't established boundaries, so they're forcing you to establish the boundaries which is what's like kind of messed up (laughs) and Um, we have a working forward society we don't have a rest people yeah people uh, prioritize prioritize work work is their lives Mm -hmm. um don't get me wrong like i love creating artwork but i also have a life outside of my artwork and i think it's finding that balance because when I found a lot of people that it was everything they eat breathe drink like good for them but i did find that they did burn out quicker yeah um not say that's the case everybody everyone but I did notice that quite frequently it was just kind of like you need to have a life outside of art you need to of course yeah um do other things that I mean just speaking of which like I've actually find this podcast like us recording this Mm -hmm. as a fantastic break for me from painting I'm still talking about creativity I'm still making something that is creative but it's a different medium and a totally different like totally different format um for me to express myself and so that's also we've kind of touched on this already but like in changing up your mediums like you can do something like vastly different than what you normally do and it doesn't have to be something you plan on selling like for example maybe you also are you're a painter but you also have some experience with dancing you know like have a dance party in the middle of the day um or everybody should have a dance everybody should have a dance party studies show yes that actually i don't know what the actual study but i know it's good for (laughs) our studies (laughs) just so girls studies show that dance parties are extremely effective in snapping you out of burnout yeah my yoga training they talked about it once about how it like your the rhythm of music and your body helps create some sort of stimulation of 
happiness. Of course. I mean, like, when have you ever danced and not felt happy afterwards? Like, tell me once. Like, it's, it's so important. And so I think if you're doing something, movement's super important too in some capacity um, to shake things up literally. And then also, um, like I said, do something where there's zero pressure. It's totally different medium. And also it's for you. It's not to mm-hmm. create something for somebody else. It's not a product you're producing. It is just for the fun of it. I'm doing this um, palette challenge currently oh, yeah. um, on my Instagram um, where at the end of a session of painting where I'm working on, I'm working on a lot of commissions right now for the holidays. I just take, I have a set of timer. It's 15 minutes and I just use up all the leftover paint that I have. And I don't necessarily use a reference photo. I just kind of like paint from my, I'm doing a lot of floral stuff. You know, it's just lighthearted and easy for me to do, but like, it's, it's a fantastic way to like break it up, break up these commissions that are somewhat stressful. So I'm sure it also like helps your practice in a different way that you may not have anticipated it to do. I'm just thinking of if you do traditionally use reference photos or something like that to then move to your canvas and it's it's not so literal, you know? Yeah, and also Um, I have to use colors that I normally wouldn't normally use because it's like, this is what I got on my palette. I don't have any other options. Yeah. Be creative. Be creative, (laughs) yeah. So another thing too is, okay, so say you've done some of these preventative things, like you've Mm -hmm. set boundaries, you take, you schedule some rest, you change it up from time to time, you do things for yourself. Um, But then you find yourself like in a place where you are like, you know, capital B, like burnt out. And like, how do you snap out of that place? Because it feels like kind of scary and overwhelming. Like you're just like, how do we get to a place where I find joy in my art practice again? Um, Erin, do you have any <laughs> tips here? It's not, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. I've definitely been there. Um, I think we've all, I mean, most people have already been there. Um, for me, and what I would suggest is you're there, acknowledge it, mm-hmm. feel what you feel. Yep. I wouldn't say let's start identifying what caused it yet. Yeah. I think you need to give it time to kind of get out of that funk, I'm going to call it. Yeah. Because um, it's definitely a funk. Um, I go to yoga. That's personally yeah. what I do. Um, because it's, to me, it still has like a creative essence to it. Mm-hmm. It's an escape. It's, people are guiding you and not of, at least the style of yoga I take and teach is a guided yoga, not a um, must do yoga no one's barking orders at you it's a slow flow it's moving with the music and your body and for me that just helps me tap out of everything you know just tune into myself um trying something like that and like julia said earlier i think dancing actually is a phenomenal thing to reboot reset because you have to be focusing on something so very different than you're used to um if that isn't your career and it feels weird but too normally it feels weird but it's and like it's a good probably gonna thing. make you laugh oh yeah you'll 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 definitely crack up like there's no way you're not you'll going un- to yeah. it'll be uncomfortable but you know it's sometimes that uncomfort the discomfort in that will cause comfort in other spaces in your life yeah. um feel free to laugh at yourself feel free yeah, to laugh lighten at the situation don't beat yourself up of being burnt out it's normal it's normal it's yeah. natural <laughs> yeah and once again, too, like, as we've said for the umpteenth time now, like, rest, um, schedule rest. And I think, um, I didn't say this before, but we were, we were talking about, like, the reverse psychology bit. Um, 
tell command yourself like you are not allowed to paint for three days um and when you tell yourself that it's like it does a weird thing where suddenly you're like oh I kind of want to paint um and if you give yourself this like mandated like you have to take this time off um it kind of a I mean obviously forces you and then it kind of is like you start to get excited about it like you want what you can't have (laughs) of it yeah, I mean, I think we want to avoid, obviously, getting to the point that we're talking about right no, now. No, yes, but it's just like a last, it, last ditch. <laughs> I do really suggest hitting pause. I yes. think that is probably going to be the best. Um, take a week's vacation. Do mm-hmm. something. Staycation. Uh, that's really going to help you just reset, eat healthy, hydrate up. Uh, it's, I mean, it's health, it's wellness. It's not just creativity. So I think that's kind of the reboot. And then from there start kind of thinking about how you can ease back into it Mm -hmm. i feel like this is like like withdrawals i know right (laughs) yeah Um. tapering off of the dead burnout and tapering back in but no i think it's um something i know julia does is creates to-do lists and i think that's a great way of jumping it back into something is maybe sitting down on a sunday night um or monday morning i'm personally a Sunday night kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to sit down, uh, maybe have TV on and open up a calendar planner and write out my week. Um, but be reasonable. So yes. what I've personally learned for writing out my calendar is three tasks a day. Mm-hmm. So you may have a hundred tasks that need to be completed. Three. That is a reasonable goal. Yep. Um, because if you start adding too many, it gets Things always take longer than you think. They just they do. do. Especially in creative spaces. You may think a painting is going to be an hour and ends up being four hours. You mess it up. So you give yourself yeah. yeah, give yourself that space and flexibility that here are my three items. Today I need to create content for Instagram. I need to finish up that one painting. And I need to read for class. Um those are my three items. Obviously, mm-hmm. that may not fill the whole day, but it also might. But I'm sure you'll have other things that you can fill in. So that's where I put this secondary list of just like random knickknacks, like things yeah. that just have to be done, which might be invoice or drop something off, pick something up. I mean, guys, life is happening. You might have to go to the grocery store, do laundry, yeah. those kinds of things. things I yeah. kind of put that in the secondary column um, where I prior I put it in like hierarchy. Like I do like to prioritize like here's a list of 10 like random things that I want to get done this week. It doesn't really matter when it's done. I just would feel best if it's done by the end of the week, um, such as laundry. So, okay, I have four more pairs of underwear, so I don't actually need to do it first, but I'm going to put Come it in Thursday. Higher. You're going to be, you yeah, know, like, I'm going to need you know. that. <laughs> I don't want to be running around trying to figure that out. Yeah. So I think it's just like putting it in some sort of order will help. Um, but that also could just stress you out. If that's just not your style, don't worry about it. Yeah, I tailor this to yourself. That loves. Yeah, I mean, I have always been a paper and pen kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like, I rely on technology a lot, but for some reason, writing stuff out and writing it in my calendar sticks so much better than me putting it in my phone. I still put it in my phone because if I'm on my computer, it will alert me. But other than that, I, I will forget everything if I don't. I like, keep it write in it notes. Out. I keep it in. Okay, um, I'm gonna be the poster child of like what not to do right now, because um, <laughs> I I have this horrible habit where I just I just like write down. So I'll put like Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. <laughs> we're recording, and I'll put down like 
everything I want to accomplish for the entire week. It's like 50 things. And I look at that list and I just want to scream. Like there's like no way I'm going to accomplish anything. And then at the end of the day, I feel like I've accomplished nothing because like it's discouraging. I've, I've only crossed off three things. That is discouraging. That is not a productive to-do list. <laughs> that is a counterproductive to-do list. It might make you actually just like quit before you even begin. Um, so I definitely, like Aaron said, put the put the three major things, like, I think three things is totally a good goal. That's honestly probably the amount that I complete in a day of, like, big things. Um, But I do think that having those little things um, are little, like, you create, like, small senses of accomplishment that is encouraging and kind of builds, like, you start to regain trust in yourself and you start to gain momentum mm-hmm. um, and see, like, that you're moving somewhere good. And I think that that is such a oh, yeah. great way to climb out of a, you know, the pit of burnout um, is just yeah. creating these the small, yes, these small, very manageable tasks um, to get back to where maybe you are oh, yeah. creating again. And then maybe you don't have to be making those to-do lists anymore. I personally enjoy them, but maybe it's just to get you back into the flow of things. And then you're like, this to-do list it actually makes it more time-consuming mm-hmm. and just not efficient of my time. That's fine. Like, yeah. I just personally like to see what I have to do. And how I look at it is I also, let's say I, I'm looking at my to-do list and it's like big items. I've always kind of separated my day into either two or three sections so it's like my morning project my mid-afternoon or afternoon and then late afternoon that's how I usually personally do it um or knowing like oh like I'm gonna my two goals for this morning because I know it won't take me I need x amount of hours is design two greeting cards okay that's gonna be my morning this morning I'm gonna focus on designing these two greeting cards this afternoon I'm going to do this and then that could be my list of hot items because I think it'll help you prioritize and stay on a schedule without being overwhelmed yeah um by doing that and spreading it out so it's three every day because you sure you could put probably all three six nine is it 15 in one day but if I did my math right so (laughs) I have a question this kind of so yeah what if because this is honestly something that happens to me quite often what if we become burnt out at a time where it's extremely inconvenient to become burnt out like for example it's like that's how it works it's how it works right it's like the holidays and it's like i have so many orders i need to fill or i have this huge Mm -hmm. project at work or whatever how do we manage it in the moment? I think that's, like, the real question is, like, okay, it's one, it's nice. It sounds nice to be able to take, like, a couple of days mm-hmm. off. But what if you're in, like... It's not always the, realistic. Yeah, what if you're just in the thick of it? In and the thick like, of it, yeah. How do you, how do you climb out? And I honestly, I mean, I don't have the best answer. Um, but, Aaron, yeah. what... Okay, so in your experience... In yeah. that, like, do or die, like, I'm so burnt mm-hmm. out, but I, this has to get done. Like, how do you mm-hmm. manage that? So, because I've been in advertising for seven years, it's very common to be like that because you have lots of, and I I guess, I mean, all clients are important, but sometimes some of these clients are just so, have so much power (laughs) that it's, they say jump, you say how high. Um, So there is no flexibility. If you don't do something in time, like you could lose the entire business. Not to say that's not for everyone, um, but I've found that there's extreme stress and pressure in that area that there is no such thing as taking a break or walking away. And Julia, you were saying it earlier, uh, it was taking breaks was kind of frowned upon, which is oh, yeah. um, 
very common in any it's almost like if you stay at your desk longer the better and stronger worker you are yeah that's full of baloney um i have found ways with like podcasts music um sometimes that helps kind of with the burnout so I'm someone who actually cannot listen to music when I'm creating art, which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if I feel like I'm getting too much in my head and I just need a moment, I will try to find some classical music to play or something that just kind of draws my attention elsewhere. Um, I also know when I'm getting burnt out and overly done because I clench my jaw. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people might experience this or my shoulders. Um, and simple things such as essential oils, um, something that just like setting the mood and the environment right creating a calm environment even even if what's happening to you is not calm yeah and honestly like it's the culture is becoming more open i'm I'm only speaking about advertising just because it's something i've seen and i've experienced um but you can apply this anywhere but i think there's a people feel uncomfortable putting a lamp um in their office that is not or on their desk that isn't part of these office materials yeah, i think aesthetic, creating whatever. a little bit of a homey i knew someone who put like a salt lamp um in her space and it always smelled so nice over there and it was just like such a pleasure to go by her desk and mm-hmm. you know i was kind of i mean kind of i was totally jealous of that because i didn't have that confidence to do that well now um, that we're at home like too like, exactly like you really can like create a the workspace you want assuming that a lot of us are still working at home or or for like yeah. for me like I have an art studio like yeah you have more control over this kind of environment so that's I think this is a great tip like I think we kind of yeah. took those things oh, for granted everywhere. yeah and especially with the art like working at home in a studio and whatnot I've, I'm hopefully most of you don't eat where you paint but yeah. <laughs> don't recommend it <laughs> don't recommend it for health reasons but I think that's also so important too is to another like small little thing to do that you can't to you can't just pause or take pto but you could you know eat lunch in the cafeteria Mm -hmm. eat lunch in the kitchen um don't drink coffee to fuel sit down and actually like observe your coffee i I think it's called like fica in sweden or something i think you're yes i think you're something i don't know i'm saying it wrong that is i think that is true it's like it's like an intentional break like with coffee yeah intentionally yeah yeah and and honestly like take pretend it's like uh tasting like make yourself a cup of tea and yeah enjoying the little things down like what do you taste what are you observing um not to like make it a task but i think sometimes it just helps you not just sit there focus on something other like (laughs) focus on your it's like we're we're talking about mindfulness right now but like infusing mindfulness into your work art practice whatnot it's going to it's going to go a long way and it might feel unnatural oh, yeah. at first, but if you start small by just setting the mood for it, like Aaron suggested with the space, yeah. I think that, I think it's a good a start. Good start. I mean, I think a lot of it is kind of just like what you're comfortable with. Um, but I think just setting the correct work environment and making it efficient space. Um, so especially now working from home, mm-hmm. uh, I think Julia's done a, she's set up a space in her home to paint. And I think that's phenomenal. And I think that's something that will help <clears throat> a lot of artists, um, during this time that maybe aren't going into class or school or studios outside their space um, or outside their home is just defining that space. I think that will help create mm-hmm. stuff so it's not, you're not juggling things to reset up and it's just, you know, eliminate the stress where it's not necessary mm-hmm. because that will help um, handle the burnout. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. I think, okay, so I'm, if I'm going to respond to my own question, um, (laughs) I, I honestly, so I'm going to separate this into two different types of burnout that I've addressed that, and when I've been in the thick of it, um, one being while I had a full-time job and one being like maybe even currently, because I have a ton of commission orders for Mm -hmm. the holidays, which is fantastic, super happy, very grateful. Um, but there's a deadline, but there's deadline and it's overwhelming. So, um, can't change Christmas. Can't change Christmas. <laughs> but anyway, so the 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 two the I'll start with having a full time job because I think that might relate to potentially more people. Um, is when I was having a full time when I had a full time job, it the burnout. Okay, it, I guess it came in from my my work, but I I'm gonna it also would feed into my art practice. So especially when working from home, there wasn't a designated switch on, switch off. It wasn't like, oh, now I have a 20-minute train ride to decompress, get my head out of work mode and into art mode. So I had to create that. So I created, I started calling it my commute every day Mm -hmm. when I worked from home where I would take like a walk around the block and I would even sometimes do it in the morning before going to work. I would commute. (laughs) So I have like my commute. And then after that, um, I start with something, an easy task that I'm going to accomplish probably within like 20 minutes so that I, I get something done. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I feel accomplished. I've done something. Um, so kind of giving myself that like initial satisfaction of like getting something done um, creatively is a really big part of it too. And then um, I also would, I've talked about this before, but I would like Erin said, she can't listen to music or podcasts while she's creating art, but I, I luckily can. Um, yeah. I'd also save things like my favorite podcast for while I was painting. So I couldn't listen to it unless I was painting. Um, and so... Make it enjoyable. I'm basically like, I'm just all about like playing myself, right? I'm like, I'm totally creating these like false sense of like, not even false, <laughs> but just like these um, silly like goalposts of, you know, this is satisfying to me or I've accomplished something and this is fun for me or even if the fun isn't coming from the work right away yeah I think it's creating an enjoyable work environment yeah Um, I think if you end up if it's just about the work Mm -hmm. you're gonna burn out yeah so I think if you're I think podcasts and you know you're making it enjoyable in multiple ways yeah exactly and I think that too so now I'll transition into now my full-time art practice um having as we've discussed before things that I do that are also creative like a podcast is really important but we've already talked about that um I also think that for me now that it is like my full-time job um I need tangible things to look forward to like yes scheduling time off or whatever but I also need like a treat myself type activity mm-hmm. that is um when I get done with this, like, with X number of commissions, like, I'll, I get to go do this, or I get to order mm-hmm. takeout from this nice restaurant, or whatever, yeah. like, something reward that... Reward yourself. Treat, yeah, reward myself. So, I'm very reward... <laughs> I'm clearly, like, rewards. Um, I'm very... Uh, Did you like stickers when you were a child? <laughs> I definitely love the sticker system. So, like, this is an adult <laughs> sticker system. It is. Um, and... There's a reason why we had a sticker system when we were young. It, yes. It... Give me the participation trophy, please. I want my participation trophy. (laughs) Well, I'm taking classes with pass fail. Hallelujah. Love it. Yeah, love (laughs) it. So give yourself participation trophies. Give yourself those, you know, senses of reward. Um, Mm -hmm. 
treat yourself, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so definitely treat yourself. So, guys, essentially, we're talking about mental health here um, and how important it is in preserving your creativity in your practice. So, with that, um, please feel free to reach out to us. But more importantly, reach out to professionals if yeah. you do find that this is be- taking over your life. Um, we are fortunate that society is changing and really valuing mental health and bring it to the forefront of a lot of things. So know you're not alone. Know that we feel it too. Um, unfortunately, it's part of life, but yeah. also fortunate. You know, you learn a lot. You can take away from it. Don't get discouraged. Um But take care of yourself because without taking care of yourself, you can't create art and the world needs more art. Exactly. And not to, you know, not to get all like dark here, but like, you know, burnouts can lead to like bigger sorts of breaks too. And like, Mm -hmm. you do not want that. Like, this is something that you can, um, there are tools to help you. And as Aaron said, like, yeah, if you feel like you're getting into a place where you just feel like burnout in lots of aspects of your life, like professional help is a hundred percent the way to go. Mm -hmm. Um, and we are also, if it is just maybe pertaining to your creative practice, like happy to talk and give more tips to you guys about, you know. Yes. Yeah. Creative space. Creative space. We are not professionals in this. (laughs) No. No. Mental health. Um, We just are very passionate about it. Yeah, we are. And we do value it. So I think that's something that um, we hope to pass along to all of you that you um, value it and maybe it just becomes a little bit more important to you and you recognize it. Just so girls like balance. We like me like that. <laughs> we do. We yes. like to be able to just just so it if we have to. Exactly. So we hope you guys all have a good and balanced rest of your week and you guys are feeling energized and not burnt out. Um, and we so appreciate you guys listening. If you think this episode might help a friend who maybe is going through this right now, definitely share it with them. Um, we love that, you know, word of mouth <laughs> um, mm-hmm. sharing because I think that honestly, it's, it just also is such a nice thing to do, too. I know I have, I have so many friends. I'll send them podcasts when I know they're struggling with something, and they're like, wow, that was, like, exactly what I needed to hear today. Oh, yeah. Um, my brother does it for me. Yeah, exactly. So it's the best. It's the best. So with that, um, if you guys um, could also, you know, leave us a review, we love that, too, and we appreciate hearing your feedback and what you guys think of this episode. So um, thank you again, and stay tuned for next week. Chat with you soon. Mm-hmm.